Hello everyone, welcome back to the One a Week podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Jonas. This week we're talking about the brand new Spelling, Spelling is the name of the artist, yeah. album The Turning Wheel. This is the third studio album from Spelling. Uh, she is a California-based artist. Uh, she's been active since about 2017 with her debut album, Pantheon of Me. And then in 2019, she released uh, Maisie Fly, which made a much bigger splash, at least critically, because yeah, like Pitchfork wrote a review about it, and like NME, a lot of major publications um, wrote about this record. So she's not completely unknown, uh, but she kind of really hit it big with this new one because, and it's important that we discuss this, this is an important yeah. thing to mention, um, Anthony Fantano, a very famous music critic, if not the most famous. Not, he is the most famous music Definitely critic. the Just most famous famous. person in the music it's industry. Like the Roger Ebert of like music critics. A bit. He's a lot different from other music platforms because he's like one man and you see him. So you can associate a man with the reviews. Which is and dangerous. <laughs> this, he gave this a perfect score, his sixth ever in his 11 or so years of reviewing music. So I was intrigued, even though it's obviously stereotype that the Fantano fanboys... He gave it a 10, so it's, it's we have to listen to it. But I respect his opinion. So giving it a 10, I was like, oh, okay, I will check this record out. And what better way to do that than put it on the podcast and do our own music critic thing about it where we do the thing, where he does the thing. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's just get into it. Um, I will. T- I'll talk about my thoughts first. Um, pretty, very good. Um, I thought that the grand instrumentation was always compelling. Mm-hmm. There's not really a, a dull moment on the whole thing. There are slower moments, but I think that those never detract from the songwriting, and the songs always remain exciting. It's not like I was bored or I had to like justify the slower parts. I thought that Every part had some interesting instrumentation going on, and I thought a lot of it was very ambitious, especially for like a third studio album. This felt very like grand. I don't. Apparently, she kickstarted. Like she did yeah, a Kickstarter funded. She made like twenty thousand dollars raised, which for is it. probably why this sounds so expensive, because there's a lot of stuff going on. And if you check out the album credits, you will see that there are a lot of people involved with this whole thing. She, like, self-organized uh, 31 different artists and uh, musicians to do all the different instruments and whatnot. So I think you could call her a bit of a composer, if I may be so bold. Uh, but, you may. I'll allow it. Okay. But she also does the vocals on the whole thing. It's not like she's just in the background. Um, and her singing is very unique. Yeah. I think it's a very unique... Like, sometimes it's, like, very, like, high-pitched, and sometimes she hits her lower register, and it's... I th- I think it's it's a great voice, and I think it matches this whole thing very well, because it's it feels very, like, ethereal, if 
Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. I think that's a good word for it. Like, what with all... Because nothing is, like, super loud. A lot of the songs are, like... Like, they're, they're strong, but they're not, like, slapping you in the face with, like, this, like, loud horn section. Like, whenever an instrument comes in, it kind of just... Like fades in, yeah. yeah. It's 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 obviously a lot of thought was put into the whole the mixing of the whole thing. Obviously, it's it wasn't just like thrown together. A lot of thought was put into how all the instruments would play with one another. And as an orchestra kid, which I brought up on the podcast before, um, I appreciate it. I really like how the synergy of all the instrumentation was really was was thought of very heavily for the whole thing. It's a very well thought out record. And then the songs are compelling. The songwriting is mysterious, but it really fits with the sounds of the whole thing. And um, yeah, I quite liked it. How about you? Um, I didn't think it was bad, uh, but I, you know, I don't really know where the perfect score is coming from. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm sure we'll get into this more as the this episode progresses. But I, you know, Matthew and I have differing opinions on Anthony Fantano, and I'm not someone who's gonna hate on him all the time for no good reason just because he doesn't agree with my opinions. But I, you know, I think that he suffers a lot from having a fan base that I um, really struggle with, yeah. which I think he knows that his fan base can be insufferable sometimes. Yeah. Um, but my, my point is, you know, if anytime he gives an album a 10, I will listen to it. So maybe I'm not that different from everybody else, but I, you know, he, he's, uh, a big deal. He's a very big deal. He, he like well over doubled Spelling's monthly listener count on Spotify. She went from like around 70,000 to like, like 230,000 or something like that. Around there. Like that's, that's insane. That would be tripling. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the math right. Um, a bit, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna pay attention if he does something like that. But I'm not like gonna, and I don't. I don't think everybody does this. But I'm not gonna go in like thinking like, oh yeah, I gotta love this record or anything. And you know, it, it wasn't a bad record. I think it was very impressive instrumentally. I think there was a lot going on there. It sounded very rich. And ethereal is the word I would have used had you not used it first. Um, mm-hmm. It feels it feels um, kind of like enchanting. Uh, like yeah. it, it's 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 uh, it's a good sound, but it's it's something that I I either have to spend a lot more time with, or it's just it's only you know like I can appreciate it for what it is, but it's not something I'm gonna be you know playing on repeat all the time. Uh, I do think it's cool that it's like split into the two halves, like above and below, because it's a double LP, mm-hmm. uh, which I wasn't aware of at first. Um, which I'm assuming it's split down the middle, six and six. Yeah, um, I, I I gathered just from like the sounds. I was like, okay, the first half and the second half are different. Yeah, they sound different. The the second half is by far way better to me. It just works better for me because it's it feels a little bit more heavy and dark um and i i i really struggle with the beginning of this record that's where it 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 doesn't lose me because it's the beginning of the record but it it takes a second for to catch my attention yeah um i think emperor with an egg is where i first really feel like i'm i'm tuning in 
Boys at School is phenomenal. That's, yeah, that's a phenomenal a, that's track. That's a real good song. Um, and then it's just it's strong throughout the rest of, of the, the tracks. But yeah, it struggles to struggles to get my attention for a few tracks. And these aren't short tracks either. So it, you know, it feels like it spends a lot of time in limbo for me, where I'm like, oh yeah, I like like the what's going on here. It pretty much just instrumentally. Um, and then eventually I, I get caught up and I'm like, oh yeah, no, wait, this is good. Uh, so those those are my general thoughts, you know. Okay, I've I've listened to a lot of um, more baroque progressive pop, like I was getting a lot of Kate Bush, and I'm not alone in this. Uh, a lot of people are calling her the modern day Kate Bush, even though Kate Bush is still around. <laughs> um, but it, it was very like like that grand sound of like pop music, because um, I would call this a pop record, and. Um, I I think from the beginning it kind of grabbed me because I think Little Deer is kind of a powerhouse of a song when it like the those like spiraling vocals that come in in the beginning and then like it kind of quiets down and then Spelling's vocals come through mm -hmm. and I think that I think that all works together very well and you know I will say about the length um, it does feel longer than it actually is but. I'm not going to call that a complaint because um, I think that this is a record that takes its time. And because of that, the highs feel a lot more rewarding to me. And um, I think that records that can be subtle, records that can be a lot more subtle, um, can be a lot more rewarding. Obviously, I have not spent as much time as I should with this whole thing um, because it's a, it's very it's very layered and th like thick. I would call it a thick record, even though it's like only 54 minutes. I mean, that's not nothing to sneeze that's at. That's still a long record. But yeah. like, it's not like two hours long. Which sure. There are plenty of two hour records that I love like through and through. Hmm, hmm. Is one of the other uh, uh, <coughs> Fantano 10s one of those purchases? I was talking about the Glowing Man, uh -huh. but whatever. Uh -huh. Um, But... This this is a very layered, very, I wouldn't say chaotic, but very kind of abstract kind of experience. And I read a little bit, and Spelling kind of talked about her songwriting in, like, some interviews. And she was like, I don't want to, like, like, I want to tackle a lot of concepts, but I don't want to, like, slap the listener in the face with, like, like, give them whiplash with all that I'm telling them. So she does very abstract songwriting. Mm -hmm. And I think that works well with the sounds of the record. Yeah. And um, um, and I like, the, I like the first half just as much as... The, well, I like the second half probably just a little bit more. Because that electronic... Those electronics are done very well. Those are very strong electronic passages. Um, I guess getting into more specific tracks. I like the title track. Um, I think... Yeah, I think the title track is... Because it was the first to have like an acoustic kind of guitar thing going on and I thought that was kind of refreshing because a lot of the the first two tracks are more like round like woodwind type stuff and then like that guitar comes in on the title track and I'm like yes yes <laughs> yes and then um Awaken I thought was a very strong song because that's about like getting woke it's about being woke I mean obviously a little like more nuanced than that but it kind of is it's like yeah you know 
you kind of got to like realize where you are and the, that's addressed on the title track as well. It's more like, why don't we do all this stuff when we could just chill out and like not have wars and all that. And obviously it's like a very like simple take, but at the end of the day, why not? Why can't we just like chill out? And then Emperor with an Egg, I thought was a very interesting song about a penguin. Um, I was like, penguin song? Didn't think you could do that. But she makes it work, I think, quite well. And then Boys at School, yeah, very good song. There's like a guitar song. solo on the end yeah. that hits really hard. And then Queen of Wands. I think that's my favorite song. Because mm-hmm. it's like just like this synth passage that switches back and forth. And then it adds like more synth on top. And then the vocals come through. And then like it ends really strongly. I like that song quite a bit. And then Magic Act has a lot of guitars on it that are really strong. There's a lot of very strong, like, like throwback electric guitar solos going on. Like, very, like, it's it's hard to describe them. When you hear them, like, you know, you're like, oh, this is like a, this is kind of a throwback. Because it's like, it feels like, I can't describe it. I don't know why I'm trying to describe it again. I already admitted to not being able to. <laughs> and then Revolution... Um, it's a longer song, but it's about revolution. And, um, a lot of these songs don't have that many lyrics and they'll end with her like repeating something while the instrumental builds or fades away. I just think there's like a perfect use of this synergy between lyrics and instruments. Cause like on a lot of records, I'll be like, yeah, I like the instrumentals, but not really the lyrics. But I'll be like, well, I really like the lyrics, but not the instrumentals. And this one, they match. Yeah. They match quite well. And that's, I there's think, something to be said about that. I think you calling her a composer is an apt um, explanation. Because, it, yeah, it feels like it's an impressive composition. Everything going on here. And it, it was definitely coming from her. If she raised the money for it and sought out the musicians she sought out, that was, that's what a composer does. Yeah, and it, it feels like she had a hand. Like, I'm sure she wasn't just, like, making everything. I'm sure she, like, was having people, like, kind of improvise or something like that. I don't think she wrote sheet music for every single thing. Sure, yeah. I don't know how making music works at all, but I'm, I don't think she had, like, compositions written, and then she got the, the, um, the players... But obviously, she had a vision for what she wanted every single one of the songs to be. And I think that vision was realized um, pretty pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I like this a lot. And I think I'm, I need to, it's not something that, you said earlier, yeah, I can't just throw it on. I got to like sit down yeah. and listen to the whole thing. It's not like a... If I need a, if I'm on aux and I need a banger, I'll pull up the turning wheel. No, it's <laughs> it's more something, because a lot of times when I find myself listening to music, I'm like, this is not instantly exciting me. This is not good. Turn it off. But with this, if you like sit and like just listen to it, it'll. I think it comes through quite strongly. So yeah, I think um, I'm feeling and. A minus. Okay. I I can respect this record. 
I can respect it a lot, and I do, and I will, and I will continue to do so, and I will probably listen to it again a few more times when I find the time. Um, but as of now, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all right to me. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea necessarily. Uh, favorite song, definitely Boys at School. That song's incredible, and I it, it, that song could carry this entire album <laughs> on its back, to be honest. I think it's a great track. Um, but I, I'm feeling a C plus. It's not average, but it's not you know phenomenal for me. All right. Well, then what are we looking at next week? All right. So um, you know how you and I are horribly boring. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're finally getting another guest. It's on. It's been uh, a minute. Yes. The, the minute. guest has chosen uh, the 2019 album Tomb by Angelo de Augustine. Augustine, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'll we'll, I'll make sure we'll I have the pronunciation down by next week, but uh, we'll finally get a break from the monotony of you and I, Our and we'll get a third voice. Annoying in here. shrill voices, because <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, All right. well, thank you everybody. This was a bit of a shorter one compared to last week, um, but I guess neither of us had that much to say, yeah. or if we did. We didn't feel like it. (laughs) All right, well, thank you, everyone. Bye.